and gentlemen, uh, Commissioner Morgan and Vice President Morgan, and I'd like to call this meeting to order. Uh, first, we can start with the Pledge of Allegiance. Somebody's going to start it. Good evening. This is the Fire Commission regular meeting, August 23rd, 2023. The time is 5.09. This meeting is being held in person. Members of the public may attend the meeting to observe and provide public comment at the physical meeting location or by calling 1-415-655-0001 and entering meeting ID number 2664-941-7352. The webinar password is 1234. Please ensure you are in a quiet location. Speak clearly and turn off background sounds, televisions, phones, and radios. Wait for the item you would like to address to be called. When prompted, press star three to be added to the queue. The system will notify you when you are in line. Callers will hear silence when waiting for your turn to speak. Operator will unmute you when prompted. Callers will have the standard three minutes to provide public comment. You may also watch live at www.sfgovtv.org. Item one, roll call. President Stephen Nakajo has been excused. Vice President Army Morgan. Present. Commissioner Catherine Feinstein. Commissioner Marcy Frazier has been excused. Commissioner Paula Collins. Present. And Chief of Department Janine Nicholson. Present. Vice President Morgan will now read the land acknowledgement. Okay. Uh, San Francisco, thank you, Madam Secretary. Uh, the uh, San Francisco Fire Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush. Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of San Francisco Peninsula, as the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramitush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all people who reside in their uh, traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland we wish to pay our respects and acknowledging uh, the ancestral ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramitish Ohlone community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Thank you very much. Item two, general public comment. Members of the public may address the commission for up to three minutes on any matter within the commission's jurisdiction and does not appear on the agenda. Speakers shall address their remarks to the commission as a whole and not to individual commissioners or department personnel. Commissioners are not to enter into debate or discuss or discussion with the speaker. The lack of a response by the commissioners or department personnel does not necessarily constitute agreement with or support of statements made during public comment. Is, is there anybody in the room that would like to make public comment? Caller, would you like to make public comment? Yes. 
Hello, good afternoon. My name is Michael Petrellis. My surname is spelled P-E-T-R-E-L-I-S. And I uh, spell out my name so that your minutes will accurately reflect um, uh, who spoke today. I am greatly concerned about um, the fire season here in, in, in California. Um, we see a worsening of fires across our, our beautiful state. Um, I believe the fires are um, fueled, uh, pun intended, by um, fossil fuels. And uh, we have all seen the tragic news from Hawaii, Canada, other places around the world where um, fires are burning out of control. Um, what I am calling for today um, is um, uh, I, I would like for this commission to consider uh, the federal response um, uh, to fires here in California. I do not believe one of our U.S. Senators, Senator Dianne Feinstein, is up to the task of delivering all of the resources that we need um, to first of all combat the fires that are raging right now and also to prevent future fires. Unfortunately, um, Senator Feinstein has um, announced that she will only retire at the end of this term. We need her, in my opinion, to resign so that the governor can appoint a um, replacement uh, for the rest of her term until the next election. And um, the uh, issue here, as I've been noted in the press, is that um, the senator does not have her full faculties. A family member has um, limited power of attorney over the senator's affairs. Also, the senator um, has sued the estate of her husband for elder abuse. Um, these two factors um, uh, boost my uh, argument that she is not up to the task to um, serve as our senator and make sure we are getting all the federal resources we need um, uh, to deal with the fires across the state. So I hope that um, uh, Catherine Feinstein will hear what I'm saying and help ease her mother into um, retirement for the sake of the senator and um, allow her to exit her storied career with grace. Thank you for listening. So, Madam yes. Secretary, is there any other there public no comment? Other pu public comment. Okay, public comment, I guess it's closed. Uh. Item three, approval of the minutes. Discussion and possible action to approve meeting minutes from the regular meeting on August 9th, 2023. So uh, this is uh, Vice President Morgan. Uh, to the other commissioners, are there any questions about the minutes? Or? And check for public comment. Okay. There's and nobody approaching the podium. No public comment. Caller, would you like to make public comment on the minutes? Yes. Um, hello. This is Michael Petrellis again. And I want to say that it is a great benefit 
that the secretary uh, keeps very detailed um, minutes. And I've gone over the minutes from the past few months of your meetings. Um, I've not been able to uh, tune into the meetings, but um, uh, being able to uh, read the minutes is a great help uh, to city hall watchdogs like myself. So um, that is my public comment on this matter. Thank you. Public comment. I would move that we adopt the minutes. Second. I vote aye. The motion is unanimous. Item four, Chief of Department's report. Report from Chief of Department Janine Nicholson on current issues, activities, and events within the department since the Fire Commission meeting on August 9th, 2023, including budget, academy, special events, communications, and outreach to other government agencies and the public, and report from administration, Deputy Chief Shane Kailoa on the administrative divisions, fleet and facility status and updates, finance, support services, homeland security, and update from Anthony Boone of the Environmental Op Occupational Health and Safety Office. Chief Nicholson, the floor is yours. Thank you, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Collins, Sister Marine Command Staff, uh, Fire Chief Jeanette Nicholson, and uh, these are this is my update uh, since our last meeting on August 9th. I want to thank those of you, um, Command Staff and uh, uh, Commissioners that showed up for the Peace Tahan event couple Saturdays ago. Um, always love uh, celebrating uh, different cultural events in the city, so thank you all for showing up. It is all APEC all the time uh, in our city, especially for um, uh, Chief Erica Artiseros-Brown and uh, somewhat for Chief Sandy Tong as well, uh, the Asian Pacific Economic uh, I never remember if it's a conference or whatever it is um, that's coming here in November. Um, I know they've been in multiple meetings with the Secret Service and uh, we've also been in meetings with uh, the mayor's office and we are having uh, a meeting tomorrow as well in person and um, looking forward to that. Uh, labor management happened on the 15th, all went uh, as expected there. Um, we are... Uh, in a good space right now um, with uh, Local 798. <clears throat> uh, thank you um, for coming to the Meritorious Awards, um, for those of you that did. Um, it was a good event, and uh, hopefully we'll do this um, more regularly. We kind of got backlogged because of COVID, um, but uh, Rescue Captain uh, Beth Goudreau um, has really uh, really got some, some coverage uh, in, the, uh, in the media after this, which I think is is great since that was such a special uh, rescue that she was involved in. I've had uh, two meetings with uh, Mayor London Breed. Uh, I brought Simon Pang to one of them. Um, it was a street crisis response team uh, briefing, uh, the mayor's concerns, and Simon, of course, had uh, all the data and answers, and uh, I was really grateful to have uh, Chief Pang there. And um, we are following up Chief Pang and I are following up with DPH, and um, we will also follow up with HSH, homeland, uh, homelessness and supportive housing. Um, 
and our counterparts there to remove any uh, barriers um, to care and services that still remain. Friday the 18th, I went to an event for Women's Equality Day uh, that was put on by, um, well, the Department on the Status of Women, Kimberly Ellis was there, as was our speaker, Emerita Nancy Pelosi. Um, uh, Chief Mao was able to attend as well, and uh, it was a really, uh, it was a really good event. <clears throat> um, I have been meeting with um, Sean Buford and uh, some others, uh, Hashim Anderson and others, in terms of uh, they've gotten together a list of people who have who went through the. Uh, panel interview process to become an H-2 firefighter, and um, they're going to whittle down that list uh, for people to be interviewed by um, myself and uh, other command staff for our next class in January. Uh, CD 2, 3, and 4, and um, ADC Miller had a meeting with Brian Strong of um, the Department of Capital Planning and Resiliency. Um, to talk about the status of our projects and our need and um, sort of the bond cycle. Uh, we will likely not um, see another bond for fire department until 2028, and when we do, it will likely be shared with police, with DEM, and with um, our emergency firefighting water supply uh, system, uh, which is what the PUC works on. So. Um, we are going to really have to uh, get a head start on that and advocate for ourselves. Uh, because of how much money uh, is getting used up in this 2020 bond uh, for our fire training facility, we still need Station 7, and we still, need, uh, we still have a whole host of other needs. And um, we're looking for creative ways to, to get some of that money, whether, whether it's state, feds, et cetera. Um, but, uh, that is the next bond for the fire department. So it's quite a ways off. On this past Sunday, um, I went to two events. I went to the Fire Velo bike ride. Uh, folks came across the Golden Gate Bridge from uh, Marin to Station 51 in the Presidio. And it is um, part of uh, a group of folks that ride their bikes from here to Los Angeles to raise money for um, cancer prevention uh, in the fire service. And we, um, we uh, honored two uh, of our fallen members, Jerry Murphy and Brock Wells. And their families were there to take part in that. It was a nice event. And then I went to Treasure Island. There was a women's boot camp on uh, Treasure Island on Sunday. A lot of uh, young women out there um, uh, being um, sort of led and trained and, and mentored uh, by a lot of our women in the department. And so it's really nice to see all our young women out there getting involved with this, um, with this uh, event. And then, as you all may know, um, I have been, um, there have been a whole lot of uh, interviews uh, with the press regarding autonomous vehicles. And um, I don't think that we could have uh, predicted it any better than we did when we spoke with the California PUC. And um, just that uh, Friday night, we saw the failure of quite a few cruise vehicles in North Beach, and it was also out by outside lands 
um, and uh, just stopped traffic dead in in its place. And um, and since then, there have been uh, a number of incidents, including a crash with truck three in the Tenderloin, um, as well as uh, multiple other incidents. I get text messages um, of links almost on a daily basis about uh, issues that are happening. So um, I've spoken to a lot of different uh, agencies, CNN, News Nation, Bloomberg, Forbes. Uh, I can't even remember. Um, but uh, And we just um, continue with the same message, the consistent message that it is about public safety, period. And, um, you know, it is... Uh, uh, um, that, that's all it's about, and that's that's the uh, drum that we will continue um, to to beat. And um, you know whether it impacts our response times or our actual access or ingress or egress um, or what have you, um, we will keep up with that message. And I know that Chief Luttrup has been working hard from his uh, perspective as well um, to uh, to try to. Uh, figure out some solutions with uh, the different companies, but I'm just very grateful that the DMV actually uh, saw um, the need to step in and slow things down for now. Um, you know, as I've said, uh, the city and the fire department, we are not anti-technology, we are pro-public safety, and um, we hope to be able to, uh, you know, come up with solutions uh, with uh, Cruz and with Waymo I think there's a lot of smart people on both sides, and uh, we just need to come together and put our heads together, and we can figure it out. Uh, so that concludes my report uh, for today. Thank you, Chief Nicholson, for your uh, excellent report. Uh, uh, are there any questions from the other commissioners? One, you want to start, Commissioner Feinstein? Any questions? Um, thank you. Okay, Mr. Collins. Well, I'm pleased to hear some incremental progress is being made. Um, I'm interested in hearing the response from the companies that manufacture the, these cars, because I think that's, as you have said, is where the solution will lie. And while I have the mic, I want to also thank Chief Darcy for a wonderful tour of the Fire departments, he was in here, he's gone. Did he leave? Well, somebody tell him, thank he was you. Just <laughs> he, 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 he was just here. He was just here. Huh, yeah, I, I, I saw him. Um, it was a great tour of the facilities at SFO. And for uh, new commissioners like me, for seasoned commissioners like you, um, I sense that See, I, I didn't embarrass you that much just, <laughs> just by saying thank you. Um, and I was just saying, Chief Darcy, that the time you took, the time your colleagues took, was incredibly valuable because there's some things you can only understand by seeing them and uh, looking at those facilities and appreciating uh, the difference firehouse to firehouse. So um, thank you so much. Thank you for the wonderful lunch. And um, we'll be back. And if I may respond to your um, AV comment in terms of um, uh, the companies, um, I've been saying that uh, 
what we've seen thus far is no acknowledgement that there is a, a problem um, and just um, a touting of um, their safety record thus far. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm hopeful that they uh, will uh, come to the table and admit there are some challenges. Uh, that remains to be seen. Um, and then I think we can really come to some solutions. But, um, you know, things don't change unless uh, there's some sort of awareness or insight into uh, the issue. So we will see. All right. Um, Madam Secretary, I forgot to ask, was there any uh, public comment for after uh, Chief Nicholson's uh, report? There's nobody on the public comment line and nobody approaching the podium. Okay, great. Well, yeah. So well, thank you for your report, uh, Chief Nicholson, and uh, thanks for all the great work you're doing with the interviews and uh, uh, with the autonomous, autonomous vehicles. Uh, thank God DMV stepped up and <laughs> did something because, uh, you know, I think the state, um, CPUC uh, committee should have taken more heed to you guys' warnings, and and now they they learned the hard way that you know you guys weren't crying wolf, you know, with all the incidents that happened right after their vote, <laughs> you know. So thank God DMV, you know, stood up and and uh, did something, and uh, and maybe uh, you know we can. Uh, reel them in a little better and you know go on with uh we need to go on with if they're gonna carry on with uh, less vehicles that'll probably be safer for everybody for now i know we can't avoid the future but we do want it safe so so we appreciate your help with that and uh, you totally have our support and uh, i uh, also want to uh, thank uh, chief darcy for a great tour at sfo had a good time there and chief lethrop uh, for their tour at SFO, we had a, learned a lot. It was very informative, and uh, I didn't know how big that place was. <laughs> so, a lot of security too, you know. So that's a good thing. So, uh, just want to say thanks again. It was an excellent tour. Thank you, thank you guys for uh, showing us around. And that's all I got. Uh, May I ask? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I realized ahead. that that you did call on me. Um, I just was. Curious, Chief, are our members still doing um, unusual occurrence reports in situations that involve these autonomous vehicles? Because I, I'm just seeing them all over the place. And I, I think as we have discussed, um, you know, nearly saw a couple weeks ago them one just go right through a, a marked uh, crosswalk uh, and nearly hit a young couple that was carrying a baby um, just right just right through and uh, uh, earlier this week go, go right through a red light which they say they never do but I saw it with my own eyes and I'm just making sure we really documenting everything we need to document so we can present the strongest case for some kind of modification or elimination or something to that effect. This is not the city to test these cars in. 
Uh, yes, thank you, Commissioner. Yes, uh, our members are still uh, filling out. There's a particular form now um, in our HRMS to fill out for these incidents, and um, I have seen, uh, yes, I still see them coming up, and I still see uh, incidents happening, So, and that message has been pushed out by um, CD2 uh, to our division chiefs and to everyone in the field, and to um, uh, uh, Chief Tong has, has pushed it out through um, uh, EMS and community paramedicine as well, that uh, that's what we expect, that's what we need, um, and uh, that's what the city needs. So yes, I'm still getting those reports. Thank you. Thank you. Can I have one more question? So, Chief, how does this, what argument is made for how the city and or the state benefits from autonomous vehicles? How did they get, how do they so, get the votes so that they get at the PUC, for example? What argument is put forward? Well, um, you know, the governor puts the PUC in place. Um, I know the governor is very supportive of uh, autonomous vehicles and technology in general. Um, so, but I think that um, the argument that certainly Cruz makes is that uh, this will be much safer than human beings dr driving. And, um, you know, people won't be driving drunk, people won't be speeding, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That is much of the argument that I have heard. And, um, you know, there are so many billions of dollars behind this now. Um, it's really a, a freight train that, um, <laughs> you know, is going to keep on rolling. Are cities, are cities rewarded financially for allowing um, their streets to be used in this way? Not that I know of. There is no regulation. There's nothing. Um, so I don't know how the taxing of these vehicles works or any of that. I, I don't, I, I couldn't answer that, but, um, you know, there, there are no regulations, and so there needs to be either some type of legislation or something so that there can be some regulation of these vehicles. I mean, we regulate everything else. We regulate Lyft and Uber and taxis, and, um, and so, you know, there needs to be some regulation and some transparency in terms of um, the quote-unquote data. Um, you know, they show us only the data they want to show us after they have, you know, smoothed it out or <laughs> what have you. Um, so, um, but the, the, um, the arguments I hear are that it will be safer, uh, ultimately, and that, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, great technology and that San Francisco is an innovative and creative place and, you know, so, um, and I know the mayor is um, supportive of technology. She's not happy with the way this was rolled out, um, but I know that she is supportive of uh, new technologies. Okay, well, the database that Commissioner Feinstein was referring to of these incidents would certainly um, conflict with the notion that these vehicles are safe. So yes, I would agree. We've got that data. Yes. And I'm sure we have some natural allies in promoting safety on the streets. Yes, we do. Okay. And we're working with them, so yes. Okay, thank you, uh, Chief Nicholson, for your uh, report and responses. 
Um, so I want to move on with the agenda. Um, so Chief uh, Kyle Lowe, are you ready for your presentation, I'm sir? Ready. All right, let's have it. <laughs> the floor is yours. Thank you. Good evening, Vice President Morgan, Commissioners Feinstein, Collins, Chief Nicholson, Marine, Command Staff. I am Shane Kailoa, Deputy Chief of Administration, and this is my report for the month of July 2023. We'll start with Homeland Security under the Assistant Deputy Chief Erica Artiseros Brown. We're highlighting Fleet Week this week, but I, I just want to highlight all of the things that Chief Artiseros Brown does. And one is what the chief mentioned, APEC, all the time. And that takes up a ton of uh, Chief Artiseros Brown's time. But she does a fantastic job in coordinating and planning at those meetings, among all the other events that happen throughout the city and exercises, uh, some that just passed, such as um, Land's End. It was Land's End. Yes. Outside. No. Outside. Yeah. That one, outside lands, <laughs> outside lands, and I just want to thank her for her work there and her planning and coordination, along with the operations and the fields chiefs and all the other folks that attended and assisted with that event. It was fantastic. What you see in this slide is Fleet Week and the DISCA planning, which is the Defense Security Cooperation Agency. This is a coordination between civilian and um, Military and this year's event is communication coordination, which is why you see Chief Cannon in the right lower um, slide. Next, we move on to NERT. They attended the SFPD National Night Out along with Mayor Brown and District Attorney Brooke Jenkins. What? I did say Mayor, didn't I? No? Mayor Breed. <laughs> Next is the Department of Equity and Inclusion under Assistant Deputy Chief Sean Buford. What we're highlighting here under the DEIO, among all the other things that they do, is a summer, inter summer internship with the Mission High School. This is an uh, internship over the summer that happens five days a week where we had seven students enrolled. One did drop. We had six go through. They are enrolled in CCSF and they attend EMT schooling. This is the culmination of that effort. After that training, we have five of the six of those students that have passed national registry and we're confident that the sixth will. They'll be applying with AMR and other ambulance services to gain the hours that they need and hopefully move to the San Francisco Fire Department. But what you see here is the culmination of those efforts and a celebration with uh, Lieutenant Bendo, who runs our flame program, and a great fishing trip with fish caught. <laughs> Next up, we have Health and Safety Battalion Chief Matt Alban. Matt is involved with many initiatives with the 30 in, 30 out part of our Health and Safety Committee, as well as the Cancer uh, Champions and many others to ensure that our folks are happy and healthy. Here is the BHU interactions for the month of July, ran by Captain Heather Buren. We had 81 contacts for a total of 313.67 hours. And by group, the highest was suppression, followed by EMT paramedic at Station 49. The next slide just shows that time broken down or where their time is spent. 
And the slide after that are the contacts by stress factor. These slides do not tell the story of the BHU and the good that they do on the streets, specifically in the past month with the loss of firefighter Megan Franzen, and as well as our incident on 4th and King. The great work that these folks do ensure that our folks are healthy and have the resources that they need to keep mentally and physically healthy. And I can't thank Captain Buren enough and her team for all the work that they do, literally reaching out one by one, holding debriefings at the stations, multiple briefings at different locations to help our folks uh, be happy and healthy. This is the new Lighthouse app. We have a Cortico Health app that was SFFD. We're moving to Lighthouse. Uh, this app has more capabilities that fit our needs. And so uh, what you see here is just a snapshot of what we're able to see in the Lighthouse app, which is important to us, is some of the analytics. It's important to note that our members can opt out of the analytics, but it's important for us to see because it helps us improve. It helps us to understand what is working for our members and where we need to grow. Next is the Office of Employee Health under Dr. Brokar and RN Stephanie Phelps. In the month of July, we had to return to work, modified duty of 39 individuals, promotion and probationary testing of seven, total numbers of workers' compensation claims filed was 62. Uh, the Office of Employee Health, we have brought together the Health and Safety Committee. Just recently, we have integrated EMS and suppression together into that committee. Uh, they were separate before, but uh, Chief Tong and the leadership of the U.S. And, and ourselves feel that it's very important that we're together operating as one and being able to give each other insight on some of the issues that we're seeing both in EMS and in suppression and how we can better work to create initiatives to help our individuals. Under the Investigative Services, or ISB, Captain Todd Weddle continues to assist with the onboarding of our H2 and our uh, H3, level one, two, and three onboarding. They've created a new process to create efficiencies. We have just uh, tested that process over the last week. They had approximately 25 individuals and our time to processing is 10 to 15 minutes per individual. The processes that they have started has created efficiencies where we were having issues with some of the documentation that wasn't being completed correctly. And we're still in work, or I shouldn't say we, Captain Well is still in work with his team on that but is making great strides. Uh, they also started uh, the Department of Transportation Fireboat testing is now random testing and is added to the list that is pulled every day from DATCO services, and so they are now on that mandatory testing. Background investigations, I just spoke of that with that background packet. Actually, this is part of what I just spoke about. There's a new background packet that was developed to also help us be efficient that was floated through the city attorneys, and we're ensuring that we're working with our stakeholders, such as Chief Buford, Office of Employee uh, development, uh, Director Davis and other stakeholders to ensure that we're headed down the right path and that we're all on board before we move forward. Captain Weddle continues the training because he loves the field like us all and so he wants to be ready to meet the mission at any time. 
Captain Whittle went through the Waymo vehicle training and also our uh, wildland training as Captain Whittle used to and still may deploy with our resources to federal and state fires around California. Under support services, Assistant Deputy Chief Mike Mullen is busy with many, many initiatives. This is just highlighting what has happened over the month, but really Chief Mullen is working towards creating those efficiencies and great gaining valuable data to help us improve uh, on or in support services. For the month of July, a total of 150 requests for service were initiated during the month. 122 service orders were completed. One QRV or quick response vehicle was issued. And we have four new mini pumpers that were delivered to the stations and in service. The clothing depot ordered 150 turnout sets for the next two H2 classes. Under the Earthquake Safety and Emergency Response, ESER Chief, Assistant Deputy Chief Miller, new jumping in head first and is absolutely running, doing a fantastic job working on all of our ESER projects, one of them being Fire Station 35 and the hardening of Fire Station 35 to improve the security there as that house is a uh, homeland asset and important to us. We've hired a new ESER captain, Jose Zalbum, and the contracts, the professional contracts for the fire training facility have been approved and are moving to the Board of Supervisors for final. In our highlights, I believe the Chief mentioned uh, many of the command staff and many of our firefighters attended the firefighter appreciation night on july 31st this was a great evening to watch a game the weather was absolutely incredible but really the highlights were being able to um, uh, see our firefighters bowers and lieutenant stewart receive awards for an incredible water rescue that chief Luttrup spoke about last meeting our firefighter kate boston as you see in that left corner sang the national anthem and our sffd color guard presented the colors in that top left picture. Also the fireboat gave an incredible water display and local 798 brought out a rescue squad or one of our older rescue squads. Some folks could uh, be able to look at it and play and also deliver uh, information regarding our department. We also attended and many of you did the meritorious ceremony August 15th at Archbishop Reardon High School. Top left is Lieutenant Mario. Elias, he was the MC for the event. Another great evening with Mayor London Brown in attendance. Uh, I'm, geez, somebody said that one time and now I'm saying it. <laughs> Mayor London Breed was in attendance. It was a great night being able to honor the great work of both of our EMS and suppression personnel. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. Um, we also attended the SFPD National Night Out, as I spoke of earlier, and our SFFD Community Outreach and Education team was out at the Nihon Machi Street Fair in Japantown August 5th and 6th, along with many of our folks from our department, including the AFA and, of course, the great team of Community Outreach. Uh, this, this is very important to us. We, we are a fabric of every one of our communities, and this is incredible work that the core group does and is not highlighted all the time. 
And so I want to thank them for their work. We do have a strike team out right now at the Six Rivers Fire with five of our Type 6s, including our partnership, as you can see, the green Type 6 engine. That is a partnership between Cal OES and the San Francisco Fire Department to staff those engines and to deploy around California for wildfires. This team is being led by Chiefs or Assistant Chief Baker and Battalion Chief Gearing. We also have two single resources out well, one at the deep incident in the finance section and another at the happy camp uh, in the plan section. That concludes my report. I'd be happy to take any of your questions. Chief Kailoa, um, is there uh, public uh, speaking about uh, the report? There's nobody Madam approaching Secretary. the podium and nobody on the public comment line. Commissioners, any questions? Anyone like to go first? Why, thank you. One follow-up for you, Commissioner Feinstein. In last month's report, you had a question about the head injury. There was one head injury for the month, and we have one head injury this month. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. And then, uh, There, um, Anth uh, Mr. Anthony Boone, are you ready to do your presentation? I'm ready. Can I, can I, can I exit you in the way? Captain? Good evening, uh, Vice President Morgan, uh, Commissioners Feinstein and Collins, Chief Nicholson, Maureen, uh, Command Staff. <clears throat> My name is Anthony Boone. Uh, most people here know me as Tony, uh, and I'm going to just talk a little bit about what it is I do here at the Fire Department, but I figured I'd start with a little background, and I don't know if you can see that on the screen. Uh, okay, good, press it again. Uh, as you can see, I, I am an environmental health and safety professional, and I've been in this business for the better part of the last 35 years. Uh, I have an extensive background in a lot of different areas, including industrial hygiene. A lot of people ask what an industrial hygienist does, and they give this joke that we clean teeth. We don't clean teeth. Uh, we, are, we are professionals in the uh, anticipation, recognition, evaluation, and control of workplace hazards. That's what an industrial hygienist is. So I have expertise in that, including things like ventilation, radiation, uh, 
indoor air quality. I also have a background in emergency response and hazardous waste management, and I did, I've done extensive health and safety training throughout my career. Next. Um, for education, I actually have an associate of science in fire science technology from City College in San Francisco, and I also own, hold a bachelor's degree in public health from San Francisco State University. Next. And uh, to top it off, I am also a U.S. Navy veteran. Uh, I am a uh, former Naval Nuclear Propulsion Plant mechanical operator. Say that five times fast. Uh, I, I served, I've served on board what I consider the world's greatest ship ever built, USS Enterprise, uh, from 1981 to 1985. And that's what put me uh, in California. I'm a native New Yorker, and the Enterprise put me in California next. <clears throat> I hold four certifications. I am a certified industrial hygienist by the Board of Global Credentialing, which used to be the American Board of Industrial Hygiene. Uh, I'm a certified safety professional, uh, which is given by the Board of Certified Safety Professionals. Uh, I'm a certified hazardous materials manager uh, given by the Institute of Hazardous Materials Management. And finally, I am a certified environmental inspector uh, which was handed to me by the Environmental Assessment Association. Next. Uh, <clears throat> my, my career background, these are probably, these are the places that I've worked prior to coming into the city. I started my career post-Navy at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, spent a few minutes at, at University of California, San Francisco. Uh, I spent a bulk of my career at two places, United Airlines and a company called Materion. Materion is an engineering company. Uh, and if you've ever seen the James Webb Telescope, you see those nice, pretty, shiny gold panels? Behind those panels are hexagonal plates made of beryllium. Materion is the world's leading beryllium manufacturer. Uh, I worked at, at our company in Fremont, uh, where you might have heard of the Hadron Super Collider. We made electron beam pipes for the Super Collider, and I was the EHS manager over those projects. So, next. So what is it that I do here? Uh, I have a lot of different hats, roles, and responsibilities here in the department. My, my primary responsibility is to provide assistance to the health and safety and wellness chief, uh, Battaglia Chief Alba. Uh, I also review and updated most of our, our plans to comply with Cal OSHA and the EPA as well. Uh, so you'll see a bunch of letters there that says IIPP, RPP, uh, the IIPP stands for the Injury and Illness Prevention Plan. RPP stands for the Respiratory Protection Program. And then you'll see another one, Environmental, that says SPCC. Uh, that stands for uh, Spill Prevention, Control, and Countermeasures Plan. And that's designed to prevent spillage into what's known as the navigable waters of the United States. Uh, there are two places that have SPCC programs within the department, Station 35, and station at uh, 14, 15 Evans. Um, <clears throat> another task is, of mine is to uh, analyze and review some of the injury data that comes out of the Office of Employee Health and see if there's any trends and anything that we can do to provide countermeasures to try to mitigate those, those injuries. Um, I've done a lot of training since I've been here. Most of that training is under the guise of firefighter health and safety wellness health wellness and safety uh, to most of the recruit class, the last five or six recruit classes I've done presentations for, and I also talk about hearing conservation, uh, as well as heat illness, uh, 
and forklift training for our personnel, our BOE personnel and our personnel at Station 49 that have to move uh, materials. So, next. Um, I also have a big responsibility in many of these firehouses have hazardous materials in them as well. Uh, to take the burden off of the um, ADC of support services, I took the responsibility to update and keep those inventories, those hazardous materials inventories uh, in a database called the California Environmental Reporting System. Uh, that's a nation, it's a statewide database and all stations have this database where something called a certified uniform program agency, uh, basically which is uh, SFDPH environmental, uh, inspect our facilities to make sure that we're managing our materials uh, correctly. Uh, last but not least, I just do a lot of wherever I'm needed. I get called by the Office of Employee Health. I get called by uh, EMS. I just provide, uh, I speak Cal OSHA speak and I speak EPA speak. Uh, a lot of the times that when Chief Alba is doing study, uh, doing reviews of uh, studies for cancer prevention, they, they talk a different language. I speak that language. So I'm an, I'm a, I'm an interpreter. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an EHS whisperer. Yeah. So uh, I do a lot of that in the background too. So uh, next. And so just to show you some things of what I've done, uh, we had the health and safety, uh, well, health and wellness uh, fair. This was during when they did the uh, cancer screening. So I got on the bike and made some smoothies to help out. That was just, just a little. Yeah, it's a bike, and you and you make a smoothie. It's got a, a, a bl blender on top of it, and so you use leg power to make the smoothies. So I got a little exercise, and it will. Um, one of the big projects I've got going right now is trying to get every member of this department up to speed on fit tested properly for their SCBAs uh, so that we are not only in compliance, but that we know that the, the protective equipment assigned to these personnel is actually functioning at its capacity. Next. And I've done a few ergonomic evaluations. Uh, these are just a couple of people I evaluated to make sure that the workplace fits them, that they don't fit the workplace. That's kind of what ergonomics is all about. Next. Uh, and here I did some forklift training as well uh, for several personnel, again, at BOE and actually at uh, Station 49 EMS personnel. So um, I took some asbestos samples at, uh, this is a part of the industrial hygiene stuff. I took some asbestos samples that Station 7 was worried about. Fortunately, none of this stuff came up positive for asbestos, so we were good there. Uh, and again, just this is just a, a slide. It's not, not, it's raw data. It just, I just pulled some stuff just kind of look where, where the tent poles are uh, to try to analyze, um, is there a place where we can do better in terms of reducing uh, musculoskeletal disorders or some other type of, of some type of injury? Next. Um, and this is what you see here. I assist with the underground storage tank inspections where all our fuel is. Um, and also I actually do the review of the uh, SPC, SPCC plan for uh, 14, 15 Evans. I took that burden off of BOE as well. Uh, and so that's me in a nutshell. Uh, I'll be happy to entertain any questions that you might have.
And there is nobody on the public comment line or approaching the podium for public comment. Um, Thank you, Madam Secretary. Thank you for your report, uh, Mr. Boone. Uh, I'll ask the commissioners if they have any questions. Go ahead, Commissioner Collins. Thank you, Mr. Boone. What would you say is our biggest challenge in the coming year? I'm sorry, say again? What would you say is our biggest challenge in your purview in, our com in the coming year? Biggest challenge in the coming years is I see uh, it's kind of a dual thing. You've got incoming young firefighters and you've got outgoing uh, aging firefighters, which means you have a lot of loss of uh, experience. So how do you blend that loss of experience with getting firefighters that are new to the job to, to understand how important it is for their own health and safety? I think that's probably the biggest challenge. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, one last thing. Um, I'd like your opinion on the new potential training facility in the Bayview. Uh, any concerns about that site? Uh, actually, uh, Lieutenant or Captain, is it Captain? Roger? Captain? Captain. Captain Ng asked me to take a look. He said he wanted me in on the ground floor. One of the first things that I did do uh, when he started talking to me about it was um, I actually recommended, one thing I did, I recommended that any storage tanks be above ground because there's a lot of underground piping issues. There's a lot of issues with underground storage tanks. I said, if you're going to have storage tanks for fuel for the, for, for rigs, for vehicles, have them above ground. It's a lot easier to manage an SPCC than it is to manage an underground storage tank. That's the first part. I haven't looked at anything in terms of uh, from an ergonomic standpoint or from a, another other facility standpoint, but I'll, I'll be involved in that as, as we move along if they ask me. <laughs> okay, great. All right, thank you, Mr. Boone. You're your very report. welcome. Thank you for your point. Yeah, sure. Chief. I just want to uh, say thanks, Tony, for all the work that you do uh, on behalf of the department and on behalf of the members. Um, you are truly a, a valued member of our department, and we appreciate that you look out for all of us. So thank you so much, brother. My, 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 my New honor, York Chief. brother. <laughs> <laughs> my honor, Chief. My honor. Thanks again. No public top comment, uh, right, uh, Madam Secretary. Item five, public comment on item six. Public comment on all matters pertaining to item six below, including public comment on whether to hold item six B in closed session. There is nobody approaching the podium for public comment, and there is nobody on our public comment line. Okay, I'll call that item now. Possible closed session regarding personnel matters. Vote on whether to conduct item 6B in closed session. The commission may hear item 6B in closed session pursuant to government code section 54957B and administrative code section 67.10B. And I believe you made the motion to go into? I vote aye. Uh, we need a second? And 
Commissioner, Vice President Morgan said aye. The motion is unanimous. Okay, we at this time we're gonna go into a closed session. Thank you. TV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
710. There's nothing to report on. There was no action taken. Item two, vote to elect whether to disclose any or all discussions held in closed session as specified in San Francisco Administrative Code section 67.12A. Is there a motion? I move second. that we not disclose. I second. I vote yay. The motion is unanimous. Item seven, adjournment. I uh, move that we adjourn. I, I second. second. I third. Adjournment. Th this, this meeting is adjourned. Thank well you. done. Thank you, Commissioner Feinstein.